0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Um, actually, I wanted to talk about uh, the topic that we've been discussing over the past uh, couple of years or several years uh, about Sayyidina Fatima Zarah. And uh, I won't take more than seven minutes, that's my target. And I would like to do it every day till the 27th of December and beyond. And the f- few things, the three things I want to highlight. One is about Sayyidina Fatma Zahra and what people think about uh, the atrocity that happened to her. The second one is about the arrival of the imam and the signs that we get before the imam and what we do with the signs at that time. And then the third one is some of the discussions that I've had with some of the Sunni brothers. uh, And I would say, which were very, again, reaffirming of like how people think about this topic. So first of all, about Sayyidah Fatma Zahra I mentioned one of the events that happened to me personally over the past uh, like month, a month ago where I was very extremely helpless, especially in the setting of the hospital when my son was grasping for air and he couldn't breathe and I was in the ICU. And when my wife told me that this, uh, the doctors were going to intubate, intubate my son, That was one of the most helpless things that I felt. And at that time, obviously, we couldn't do anything, but we were assured. Obviously, we could see that there were doctors, there were nurses, there was a lot of people who were trying to help. We were in a comfortable environment. We were in an environment where I didn't have to worry about my family, my other children, my wife. I was not worried about my food or anything else. It was solely focused on my son. Now, if we take back, rewind the clock to 1400 years ago and go to this household, which is now seeing the children are seeing their mother helpless and they themselves are helpless the husband is helpless the mother is weaning continuously they are she's moving towards death because she is having internal bleeding there's nothing that can be done she has lost her baby she is in the worst of situations her rights have been served her sons and her father's her father's uh the things that she had given him, the gift that was given to her had been served, the right of her husband has been served. This helpless lady is moving towards death and none of her family members, they can do anything. They're seeing her, the lady of heaven, die and they are totally helpless. And when you think about that helplessness to this day, till this day, you feel like that helplessness continues because her story is has been kept quiet because of the persecution, because of the fear, because of the difficulties that the Shias have felt and experienced over time. The need of taqiyya, that is the helplessness that continues till today. What has never been shared with the public. So that's one. The second one aspect of Sayyidah Fatna Zahra, is there are three groups of people. One group, because of the 1400 years of persecution and keeping quiet, one group, they don't care about what happened. They're like, oh, let's focus on our amal, our actions, and let's not focus on what happened after the death of the Prophet. The second group says, oh, nothing happened. They veh- vehemently deny anything that had happened. And third group is... Uh, a minority that says yes, there were atrocities that happened to say the Fatimah Zahra by the topmost companions or so-called companions of the Prophet, and they have to be highlighted. Now, ultimately, it's up to everyone's discretion how they want to deal with, but they have to know three things about this lady: that this lady is no ordinary lady; she is the daughter of the Prophet, Rahmatullah alameen She herself is the Sayyida ala alameen Her husband is the flag bearer on the day of judgment and her sons are the leaders of the youth of the heavens she is no ordinary lady so when you ignore this event when you deny the event you are denying the right of the lady of the heaven and you will be accountable for your actions and your position because the basis of the amal the basis of the actions are based on the niya on the foundation and if your foundation is not there then you will be accountable the second thing i want to highlight uh, or, or the third thing i want to highlight is about an uh, argument that i had with uh, 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 about the the return of imam salam. there are a lot of things that have happened but one thing that i've been talking about with a brother of mine um he is uh very uh, very knowledgeable and he has been talking about this verse in quran which says where allah Sala says that when the signs of allah appear then there will be no turning back that's exactly what happened to pharaoh pharaoh when he saw the signs he said now i accept allah Sala says no you cannot accept now you are done the third